podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the no, table? No, chairs too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. No lovers in the bunker, but it is hotter than the sun. It's the day trippers. Well, you can't complain. There hasn't been transfer activity. Milner, Ings, Bogdan, Firmino. Now, Nathaniel Klein with a very high likelihood of imminent Benteke. Are you not entertained? Maybe Come like on, me. Come on, it's roasting in here! Maybe like me, you're finding it hard to care after the deflation of last campaign. Well, whatever camp you're in, we'll spend a while with you talking Liverpool. Random nonsense as well. With a higher likelihood of that random nonsense. I'm Trev Downey. Joining me tonight are regular bunker boys, Paul Brennan, Andy Young, and Phil Casey. Oh, we're live. Are we live? <laughs> hey. There we go. There we go. Are you bottling with the fucking hairband? What? You bottling with the hairband? I was, I was about to put it back up. Yes. These radios. This is the periscope hairband. That's the way yeah. we look at. Especially That's for fucking radio. Look, look at that thing. Quality, isn't it? Are these radios? Yeah. Guess. Yeah, my fella, yeah. How much you pay for these bad boys? You got, you got them TK Maxx <laughs> for 20 euro. <laughs> they're Maxx. They're Maxx. Guess. They're Maxx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking guess. I didn't think blokes wore I don't have the worst hair on the day You didn't think blokes wore guess. No. And you're sticking money there. What do you think of yourself? This has been very good so far, so can we start talking about what we wanted to talk about, which is that's later on. That's later on. Maybe we save that for for the bigger crew. okay, signings. Nathaniel Klein. I'd be honest with you. I've been way off the loop in terms of what's gone on because I just, I just, I I thirty-seven years. I know. I I just, I, I literally just couldn't care over the last four weeks. Mm. Can't, can't. I'm just, just, just something about this preseason. You've been concentrating very hard and getting that uh, beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that. (laughs) Hairband going. So, in fairness, Paul, your initial response to Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, decent enough. Like a good player. Like if he hits the ground running and keeps going, then like that's that's us sorted at right back basically for the first team immediate starter, isn't he? Oh, definitely. That's that's it. Oh yeah. Um, 
what about the bigger picture? Like, who's 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 uh, backing him up there for you? Like, if 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 we if we're looking at two players for a position, is it's yeah, are you banking on Flannel to step in there or who? Or Mankeo? Is Mankeo staying? I've, well, been, I've been out of the loop like Phil. Like we signed Bogdan and I just went off the radar for <laughs> a, week, a week or two, so I haven't had my yeah. finger on the pulse. Julie noted. Julie noted. But like, uh, yeah, if we're keeping Mankeo, he can play there. Fair enough. Andy, happy enough with this uh, Nathaniel Very, very close, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good signing out. Very happy. Thanks very much. <laughs> no, uh, we, we lost 13 viewers there. <laughs> Frighten the bejesus out of them. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm dead happy with him. Yeah. Uh, like, of anyone you could have got available, he's probably the best. You know, he's been for the last couple of seasons in the league, he's been excellent. And considering what we've had at right back, you know, and even Flanagan stepping in and that, like, this is a major upgrade. Yeah. You know, so I think with Moreno coming into his second season and him on the right, you've got two of the best fullbacks in the league, you know, going forward and getting back around and the work rate out of paradigm it's brilliant you've been very consistent in your assessment of Moreno an awful lot of people are being revisionist now and saying he's yeah, a good and I think, and yeah I think people might have the same Liverpool fans once they're watching Klein you know week in week out might have the same problems with his final ball ok the thing yeah. with Moreno and it'll be the same for Klein the quality of the centre back that they have beside him mm. will determine how well people will see them as players because when Moreno had Sacco beside him, you know, even playing as a wing back or playing mm. as a full back, he looked a hell of a lot better because he had that safety net of the centre back beside him, right? Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be how much how how well can Skirtle cover Cloyne when Cloyne go, goes raiding up the pitch because that's what they bought him to do. They bought him to mm. go raiding up the pitch, right? Mm. The way, no matter what what stage we've been at. We've always wanted to try to get the full backs on. You know what I mean? Even when Flano came in at left back, we wanted Flano to push on as a left back. I wanted to get him up the pitch. And, you know, this is what I'm. Klein's success or lack of is going to be as much to do with how good the centre back covers him when he goes. And it's also going to have how well the midfield operates mm. and covers that space when, when those players are caught up the pitch on, on a break. You just want, to, you just want the, the team slowing the opposition down in that situation. When you have Johnson caught forward you can't do fucking much because he's not coming recovery, back yeah, yeah. but when you have a player like Klein who's one of the best around for getting back and Moreno who's, who we've seen time and time again he's brilliant for getting back around you just see it you hold him in failures to slow the, the opposition down and then or the Sacco playing left, left centre back or, or Lovren whoever and then the same with Skirtle once they know that the player's coming back and a f- bit of faith and confidence like it's it's gonna work out pretty well. Is it inevitable going to go back to uh, four then? The way things are looking. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I yeah. mean, I think it was always just a stopgap formation. I, I don't mm. think it's a prolonged formation by any means. I don't know like too many teams that keep keep it going for throughout the whole season. But you you could say though with Cloyne, if you're going to a three at the back, you've got two players who are more than capable of playing as wing backs in terms of yeah. their attacking side of the game as well. It, they aren't just restricted as full backs. You know what I mean? So all in all. 12.5 million as well that's a, that's a, a good price for a very promising fullback that you're signing from another premiership team he's not even promising he's, he's pretty much yeah, well, he's no, no. Look, I remember saying that when we were playing three at the back we hadn't even got in the squad we hadn't even got a, a back four that you mm. could trust like I, I, I have a lot of faith in Sacco and I have a lot of faith in Moreno but we hadn't got two players like that could complete that back four mm. well now Klein is perfect for right back perfect for what we want to do. And I, you just see that I need Skirtle to have a good season or 
bring in an upgrade. I don't think there's going to be an upgrade happening. So we're just hoping Skirtle has one of his good seasons. And yeah. all of a sudden, you have a decent back four there. Yeah. As long as they're screened, though. Because yeah. there's no back four got to be any use if they've a midfield that are just, you know, constantly letting ho- putting holes in. And do we have before. the personnel to do that screening as is? Don't know. It's just gonna. Ha- it's just all going to depend on how uh, John does when he goes how into John the midfield. Or how Milner does or how Henderson. You know, like just with Gerrard gone and... <laughs> It's gonna be. We're gonna see a different kind of thing. <coughs> different dynamic. I think. I think. I think the other thing is, <coughs> if you look at the signings we've made, and look logically, how do, how does that team set up? We we all imagine it's gonna be some type of four three three if storage is fit, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're signing the big target man type centre forward, which Benteke is, which Rondon would be as well, you know, it, it screams that we're heading to a four two three one. It just screams mm. screams that, right? So it means then, in in the two that's gonna be in front of that back four. You know which one is going to be more or less the Mascarano who doesn't really push on an attack. You know what I mean? And then who's going to sit in beside him and, be, and also be an additional forward as well as a screener? Is that going to be Henderson or is it going to be Milner? Because if you try, how do we plug in Coutinho, um, Firmino, and Oib? Let's say as as, as, the, as yeah, naturally any, thinking about three that's going Lana to be or Markovic or whoever goes ahead of them. You're looking at yeah. you're looking at two players. Yeah. Who are they going to be? Yeah. I certainly hope one of them's going to be Emery Chan. Yeah. And, you know, Milner can play forward or forward. And then Henderson is, is obvious. Yeah. But I think in that, in that, if you're playing that way, Henderson and Milner will be almost interchangeable in that system. Because if, if, if Milner's pushed on, you'd imagine Henderson will drop in and fill that hole. Mm. What you wouldn't want to do and where we could get caught out is if the two of them pushed on and just left Chan isolated and our two full-backs mm. are pushed up the pitch. However, in that event, we've played with a back three. So if you think about it logically, if Chan is being asked to screen that defence and teams break, it effectively becomes the same back three to play for a large proportion of mm. last, last season. Yeah. And it means that, you know, he's more than capable of sitting in as the central centre-back and the two boys pushing wide. Have you watched him in the 21s, Phil? Yeah. And what do you think of the... I thought the, the semi-final, I thought he was relatively poor in the semi-final. I, think he's, I thought he's been very, very good. And I thought they had, Germany had, like he, he primarily sat, there in front of the back four and pushing on when he could but they moved their midfielders around and we talked about it last week or the week before last and it was almost like there's a, there's a, there's a blueprint there for if you had Henderson and Milner and Chan as your three centre mids they're all capable of filling in different positions in that midfield so you're not he's not stuck as the defensive midfielder as such if, say, say a team pushes a player onto him you don't need to keep relying on him being the defensive midfielder he can move forward up the pitch drag the fellow who's been put to play him and bring him back in it and let somebody else rotate in there and there's, there's, there's intelligence around it it's just it's how, how will the manager then set that up but like I think yeah look Klein is I, for me I think Klein for the money that's there given that we haven't spent more than 25 million on the two fullbacks that we brought in I think that's decent business mm. to be honest with you and we, we, we criticise for fucking mad money that we spend but Twenty five million for two quality fullbacks. Yeah. No issue well, with that. Could easily, it could easily turn out to be one of the best signings. What did what did Shaw cost? Wasn't it close to thirty, 30 odd? Thirty odd million. So you think about yeah. that? Eighteen million yeah. less for. I mean, like kid. on the season that United fancied bringing Shaw in, they'd equal seasons, mm. you know, on different sides. Mm. So, like, we've got a fantastic deal. I hate talking about the money and where there's value. Like, I mean, even if you got a player for free and he was in tier eleven and he was shy, you don't. Think it's irrelevant. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little sweetener that you've gotten cheap. 
Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. What, 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 about what about that, Paul? What about the idea of going back to our corner shop in Southampton and dealing with them again? Is there, you know, you remember the kind of insecurities an awful lot of people had about the, 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 the transfer dealings that Liverpool had done. Is it, some of it a little bit offset by the fact that we've gone back to Southampton yet again? That idea of a lack of inspiration or thoughtfulness about the... About no, I don't the, think so, because like... I think like you judge it individually. I think yeah. like it it is an obvious upgrade for us. Whereas like we know when we were talking about bringing Lalana in for silly money and Lovren, you were kind of going. It was it wasn't just that you were buying from Southampton. It was the players we were buying off them and the prices we were buying at. Whereas Klein for twelve million is grand, like because I like I said, like that could sort us out for like the guts in the next decade if mm. if he does work out, which which he probably which he should work out. Hmm. So like I, it, I've no problem with it going back to Southampton for like you know that one sign and it's it, it's kind of like if you keep going back yeah right. if, if if you're buying like buying the them for if they're going back in now for Jay Rodriguez or something and all of a sudden they're fucking yeah. they're just raiding Southampton all summer but and, and Southampton are ripping the piss yeah. on the price or whatever yeah. but like the, overall the window's being good like I mean it's a little bit of creativity the links at least have been. <laughs> You know, a bit more creative, and the Firmino signing yeah. has been one that people couldn't have really. But the, the the key one is yet to come, isn't it? This and this is kind of where we're going next with this little bit on the signings, fillers. The Barry Kanye. No, not Barry Kanye. <laughs> All right. The the big decision. Um, we have some some chap called Beecroft, who's apparently a freelance journalist, who's talking to Talksport today in a very knowing way, and he knows that Benteke is done, that deal is done. Um, is it, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. He's, How close is it? Graham said it's close. Is it closer than close? Yeah, yeah, it's pending. Closer than you How much is the transfer gauge filled up? Is it that 99% <laughs> yet? Is yeah, it's it? that 99% yet. Has, has a fee been agreed between the two clubs but personal terms haven't, or personal terms agreed and the fee hasn't been agreed between the two clubs? Have we stepped up our interest? We've stepped up, ramped it up. Okay. okay. Uh, so we've moved from monitoring we're, we're testing oh, the result. We're way past. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to test the result. Tearing so, a bit. Tabling. Tabling. Being out there with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> with the tablets. Like Moses. <laughs> you know, help me this time. <laughs> Are we a little bit easier in our minds about uh, Benteke signing his No. 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 I'm with Paul. Like, but at this stage, I'm resigned to it. Mm. It's like it's going to happen. Go, go to Andy's. Like when you look at the window, you're saying to yourself, "No, the overall business." Yeah, Firmino coming in. Yeah, that's one of the the the, the, the really good type signings that you need to make. All we need now is a top quality centre forward, and then you're linked with Benteke. And I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not a top quality centre forward, right? Mm. And and that to me is 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 the number of it. And I hope he does well. I hope he has an impact like Heskey did. And in the two se- two re- relatively decent seasons, I see what you've done there. Clever's dig and never get into his life. <laughs> and he seems so sound, dude. But I do. And then let's hope that he scores 28, 30 goals for us over the mm-hmm. two seasons. Oh, I just, he, I just, he's a fucking far better player than Heskey. I don't Heskey think he is. was a joke, right? <laughs> Heskey was a joke. We knew that first two seasons. Nobody, I mean, he, he was fucking, he scored, <laughs> he scored plenty of goals, but when we were signing him, it was just a joke. And like, when, when, when he left Liverpool, because he got so fucking poor, he was a laughing stock everywhere he went. Heskey, joke, right? <laughs> 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 but, uh, Benteke is well respected like I mean there's lots and lots of people who really fancy Benteke to kick on and be a really really top striker he's only 24 is it? Mm, 24 so yeah. like as with a lot of strikers their goal per game ratio isn't always great in their early 20s and all of a sudden like, he's got one f- and two I think the fella suits the Premier League yeah 
you know what I mean? We've got like little tricky fellas like uh, Coutinho and Firmino now, and you know, like you need a mixture. Yeah. And I mean, every Premier League team that's had a bit of success has some physical has aspect. Though we don't really have a physical. Like he's imposing, and he's going to he's going to scare the living daylights out of certain defenders. Yeah. Because he's done it all the time for Villa. Now all of a sudden he's with Liverpool, who probably create a lot more chances for yeah. him. I mean, people are talking about. He won't play onto the Coutinho's runs. Or he won't play onto Firmino's passes. Like you know, all these type of clever, clever moves. But like, how many goals are scored like that? How many goals come from build up play and then a, like a beautiful little intrinsic pass through the defence? Most goals in the Premier League are coming from pass? Set- intrinsic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking shut up. <laughs> no way. Uh, so like, what percentage of goals are coming from from things like that? Mm. Most goals are coming from mistakes, counter attacks, uh, and and set pieces. Mm-hmm. And he's perfect for set pieces. A counter attack, if you're talking about three on three up top, you can't can't tell me that Benteke won't fucking score. You know, he's one on one with a defender. The problem, the problem for he me, gets is- a shot away early. You know. But it's it's a fucking about time we had someone again like all the season before last season we were brilliant from set pieces scored so many goals from set pieces mm. last season we must have been one of the teams that scored the, the fewest. Yeah. I mean I, I don't. But the, the season that. before was a, was a, was a freak because we spent our lives complaining about who shit we are at scoring more set pieces if it wasn't a direct free kick. Like our corners are a fucking laughing stock. Like and every they have time been for years. Have, but this this is my point, yeah. right? So the and it's not just last, Stevie. Anyone else? No, anyone who goes in the shit. Season, season before last was a freak when it came to scoring goals off set pieces. When I look at Ben Teke, I think to myself, to put him into the team, you have to have a completely different style of play to when you put storage into the team, right? Yeah. So either you plan to play the two of them together in a very Kenny big man sort of not so as big man to him. Kenny so, Bigman, he's some sort of uh, red Indian. Like Chris Sutton and Alan Shearer. Kenny Bigman playing Chris Sutton's and the Alan Shearers. Yeah. You know, where they were sort of both big, but one was slightly bigger than the other. So right. then I'm looking at Benteki. It's a brilliant and, theory, so far. Yeah. yeah. And um, storage in a similar system. Yeah. But is that likely to happen? I don't know. I just it's think it's, it's fundamentally such a different system to play Benteke as a lone striker as it is to play Sturridge as a lone striker. But this mobility thing's a bit of a, a red herring, isn't it? Because he, he is more mobile immediately than the, the lads we had there last year. But being mo- more mobile than a statue is not being mobile. And as well, like when you when you're talking about Benteke, like right, teams teams like they they try and leather Aston Villa over, they push their back four up and all. And Ben Ben I nearly called them Ben Heskey. <laughs> I nearly called them Ben Heskey. That's, gar- that's guaranteed to fucking stay. All you're gonna see is Ben Heskey for the rest of the season. So Benteke's starting position was, you know, near the halfway line with a centre back mm-hmm. who like and the centre like anybody in that position is gonna shit themselves against Benteke. But like teams don't defend like that against us, like it's it's always the the tight back four that the forwards have to try and find the way through. Like you, you can't do that with physicality, really. And uh, what's gonna we're not like a lot a lot a lot of his game is you know having the ball height straight at him by Villa. Like that's yeah. that's what like a lot of people say. He scores a lot of goals for Villa, but he does like he doesn't get much service. But that's that's what suits him. Like having the ball fucking just hit at him as early as possible. And like we we're not gonna do like we we shouldn't do that and defences wouldn't allow us to do that anyway. I remember I remember saying the exact same things when we signed Andy Carroll. He's not you know you know he's more mobile than you think. Mm. He, you know it's not just about headers that he scores. He scores rockets off his feet as well. He, he takes shots early, right? Mm. That worked out well. Were you hopeful with, with Carroll? Well, th- in a way that you're not now. I think because we've had Carroll, right? I have absolutely no hope, right? <laughs> 
the other, the other thing that I'm not sure about Benteke because all, all the games I've seen him play in the whole lot, he doesn't attack the front post. Mm. And that was my biggest bugbear with Andy Carroll. He but never... if Carroll wasn't a piss every and he wasn't so fucking injury prone, he would, he'd be a fucking fine player. He like, doesn't attack the front time, post. Every time Carroll he gets doesn't a attack run, the front post. Every time Carroll gets a run in his team, the, the, the season he was with the, uh, Newcastle, when he had when he played pretty much every game, he was scoring for fun. When he got back into the West Ham team before he got injured again, he, he was, was scoring. Yeah. Well, he scored for us when he was fit. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking. The fella, what he Carl's problem. He, Carl's problem isn't the fact that he's a shit player. Carl's problem is the fact that he has a fucking mad social life and the fact that he's so injured. But that's destroying. It, it's not. It's also a lack, a fundamental lack of where he should be in the box when the ball's coming in. If you to go back to Carl and park the injuries for a second, the amount of times he missed out on chances when he should have been in the box and he was he'd, he'd never break into the box at speed he never attacked the front post he always dropped back out to the edge of the box and that ball was always played in and there was nobody there and the big thing that the big difference when we signed storage was we finally had a striker who attacked the near post mm. now this is my problem with Benteke if he was if he was say storage doesn't overcome these continual injuries that's played his whole career say you know say we don't have miracle medicine man to, to fix him up right and you're relying on Benteke I just don't see where he suddenly starts attacking the front post I just don't see it but like, I think and this, this, this issue, the goals that he scores for Villa so as, as Paul said they put the ball in early an awful lot of it goes to the back post and he scores an awful lot of headers I think he scored something like 50% of his goals have come from headers last 50% of his goals came from a header or a penalty that's what it was well either, either way he's not going to be taking penalties yeah, well, look, Villa had a pretty poor uh, league campaign, you know, to be fair. And for a fella to come back pretty much after Christmas and score a lot of goals. He wasn't injured before Christmas, he was dropped. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but well. Nice haircut, Phil. I wish I could have a haircut, it says here. Are you tweeting in yourself? I'm tweeting yourself. Paul, Baltelli, nobody's talking about Baltelli because it's, it's dead in the water, is it? Or is there any hope that he could. Still rescue. Some. We signed him last year. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Is 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 it is it just done? I think so. Like yeah. I I've seen barely anything from him that suggests that he's gonna be like, you know, a good player for us. And then you know all the all the kind of clued in journals are saying that Brendan basically fucking hates his guts or whatever, <laughs> and that like can't get him to train properly or whatever. So yeah, like I think yeah, it was a gamble, and it, it looks it looks to me like it's failed. I'd be very surprised if he was here. But I think we'll struggle to sell him. I can see, you know, with the last minute loan on the on fucking deadline day. That's going to be the problem. And he'll get loaned out for two seasons in a row and we lose him on a free I or something like so. that. There's always, like, a, it is hard to get a, a striker who scores goals. Now, Balotelli has records of scoring goals elsewhere. So mm. somebody somebody be stupid enough to do with us. They'll be, it'll be coming down to transfer deadline day and, and someone will go... Balotelli's about we'll get the best of fuck it yeah. let's have a go and there wankers podcast goes we'll be sitting in a bunker in Israel or somewhere it's Balotelli it's just good gamble yes <laughs> yeah I think we'll leave it at that I think we'll leave it at that so um, what, what's our feelings on the appointment of Sean Driscoll as assistant manager to Brendan Rogers? Uh, on the back of the appointment of Pep Linders as the first team coach how are we feeling about that? Right my theory is simple on mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and it stands to reason why they've done it Go on There's a myth that FSG are all about money ball and signing players low and selling them high when they've never actually put that out as that being that their philosophy for Liverpool 
they have put out that their philosophy is to win and achieve things with a core pool of British or British nurture talent in a team. Mm. So if you look at the appointments that they just made, Linder's been a fellow who's renowned for developing young players and bringing them through, even through U teams and the whole lot. And they're saying his, his strengths last year was in one-to-one coaching with the senior players when they looked to go to a back three. And then you look at Sean O'Driscoll and his whole background has been about developing more or less British-based players or British British uh, nurtured players that were there from lower leagues or whatever and bringing them through. And you'll hear them say, yeah, look, that's what he's doing. And where, where is he at the moment? He's England under-19s. So he knows the young English players coming through, the British players that are coming through. When he was working in the lower leagues, he would have worked with players that have been on loan from bigger clubs, etc. around it. Knows mm-hmm. what's, what's coming in. Then you've got Rodgers, who clearly believes in this idea of bringing in local players as opposed to just bringing in European players so even if it means paying more for a player from England than it will from a player from abroad that they're prepared to pay them more because they're, they're fundamentally their ethos is to achieve with this idea of a core of a British team so when you're saying would there be any point in signing a Moulinstein signing somebody like that who's you know who, who would have been more attuned potentially to the European markets, the Dutch markets, all that, the Spanish markets, whatever, right? Or look to bring in the best foreign talent in the way that Rafa would have done when he was there, mm. right? I think the two appointments fit more with that philosophy of a core British-based football team. Okay, so you take that as a potential theory and, you know, you, you'll be the first to accept that it is only that. Yeah. What about the concept of it being, considering what people were saying about Rodgers, considering the fact that it's taken so long, Talk to me about the idea of it being massively underwhelming for people because they feel like something was needed. And no, they've, I, I, they've invested a lot of thought into this. Something is needed. How about this? Mm. Fuck off. Because is that, the, the re- is the that reason, me or them? No, I'm, I'm just talking in general, right? Listen, they've, everyone from, this, from, from the end of this season, it's been Rogers is getting sacked, right? So Rogers didn't get sacked, but everyone is getting sacked around him. So that means that Rogers is not in control, not in control anymore. Mm. When clearly he is. And he's been in control since whatever review that went on has happened, right? Yeah. And if you look at the links to your man O'Driscoll beforehand, he's been at Melwood over the course of the season working with Rodgers in terms of his own, O'Driscoll's own coaching development as such, right? He seems to be a close friend of, of Rodgers through the coaching connections in England and the whole lot. Mm. So this isn't a fucking surprise. This is clearly someone that Rodgers wants to bring in. Mm. I think people wanted a surprise, though. Yeah, I, I, they did. That's, wanted, that's the point. People wanted, wanted they got a, it, though. They <laughs> got <laughs> a surprise, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, was, I thought when, when um, Pascal went, like, we're going to bring in this really fucking, you know, in, in European oh, coach, you know. Yeah, high profile. Going, oh, holy shit. Look at yeah, this guy coming yeah, in. This guy yeah. looks like he knows his shit. People are going to be on Rodgers' back straight away and they're going to blame the bollocks out especially, especially, especially because yeah yeah, the association that Phil's talking about yeah, yeah. people say it's his mate and he's brought in his mate just like Pasco was his mate yeah. and they'll say the same mistakes and all that but look I can only go on what other people have been writing and what Phil has just said there like I mean it makes a lot of sense and sure why not like if the fella there's people saying have a look at the, the way the England under 19s are playing they're playing this very attractive passing football and all that and it's what we hope we see from Liverpool. So fuck it, like let's see. But he's he's played seven games with them, won six and lost one. That's not much of a of a sample. Well, yeah. You know, when you compare it to what you well, see, Trev, fifty seven odd. You know, can you park this idea of him as a manager? He's not come in as the manager. 
He's coming in as the assistant manager. Well, I, 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 I think, think every system manager. You had him down is, as the scout a minute ago. Every, uh, <laughs> every system manager. Every system manager. You know, assistant manager needs to be a good manager, though. Yeah, I, think well, that, I, I think that's a very good point. I, too, well, you, you could arguably, that's not true. Well, hang on, though. Like, but he has Fer- to recognise things. Carlos Queros, shit manager. Mullenstein, shit manager. Mike Phelan, divorced taxi driver. What yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. Is he doing like at a club like United, you think? Like. No, no, but what I'm saying to you is you don't have to be a great manager to be a great assistant no, no, manager. No, nobody's arguing that, but all we can go by is his record as a manager. I think I think one of the things... That's that, all we've got. I think Owen Loco said it on Twitter as well. He says that everyone wanted more or less a fella to be put in there. So when Rogers gets sacked, you've still got confidence that the, the team will be run well. Yeah. So this this is the thing. Yeah. We're not. We didn't want an assistant manager. We basically wanted a shadow manager. Yeah. Right? So, so sit so there on Brendan's shoulder and go, go on, keep yeah, fucking up. And you think that's I'm got, ready. like genuinely? Do people really think that the fella that's sitting beside Rogers is saying, "Here, do this. No, I don't want to do this. Here, do this. No, I don't want to do this. Here, do this." Oh yeah, that's a Jedi mind trick. I'll do that then. Okay, yeah, Grant, whatever you're saying, Grant. But what about the thing I said to you was yesterday when we were chatting about this? That, okay, so we get rid of Collie. Brandon's big mate, and we bus in um, Sean, who's apparently big mate with Brandon. Where the fuck's the logic there? Who gives a fuck? Well, everybody gives a fuck. That's why we're here in a fucking shit hot bunker. That's the logic. <laughs> but isn't that bananas? Uh, you know, I thought to bring in someone that he didn't, he didn't really know from the continent. Well, it, you like, know, it, who was going to bring fresh ideas. That's and, the thing. The, yeah. the, the, it looked like his, he was getting his wings clipped, yeah. right? And so. Okay, fair enough. But then they go and bring a guy yeah. he's very comfortable with. That yeah. it, well, it's, I, I'm it's more bizarre. comfortable with that. Like, I, I didn't like, like, when it did look like it was kind of FSG said, right, we're getting rid of Marsh and Pasco. Yeah. And we're going to get someone, like, kind of independent of you. We're going we're gonna to find someone, like, high profile yeah. and experienced. Like, I, I didn't like the idea of, like, you're either, you're either backing Rogers or you're not. Absolutely. Like, yeah. You can't just force everything on him. Like, so yeah. I'm a bit more comfortable, actually, that. Now that I know that it was basically Rogers who got rid got rid of the uh, Pasco and Marsh and brought brought this fella in, mm. and like I'm, I find myself I find it difficult to get too worked up about an assistant manager like, a, yeah. Visit, like, yeah, appointment. On. Like I think we're probably the first fan base in history that's ever been up in arms over something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be honest, but it's back like, to what Phil was saying that people have this have love invested into this that yeah. they don't normally have uh, yeah, invested. So, like, into. That's like every, because every, of Brendan's yeah, tenuous yeah everything position. like Liverpool fans, everything you see Liverpool fans now, it's it's all been layered through about five different agendas that they have. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it comes out smelling a shit. The other side. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, like, that's why, like, like I've never. Seen this before? An assistant manager appointment being used to absolutely destroy the manager. Like yeah, it's yeah. something only Liverpool fans. No, it's really it's really the hyper analysis that I think just Twitter in general has brought yeah. along. And sure cunts like us sitting yeah. in a fucking bunker talking. <laughs> fans have have tried their hand on picking players and saying this player will work out and and talk and trying to talk up a player, or talk down a player, and like proving so wrong. Yeah. And so. And all of a sudden, they're experts and assistant managers. So nobody knows how good this fella is going to be as an assistant manager because exactly. fundamentally he hasn't been an assistant manager, right? Mm, except for one spell, yeah. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying, right? So he hasn't been an assistant manager at a top club. So if you look at Steve McLaren, Steve McLaren was a great assistant manager to Ferguson. Mm. He's been an up and downy manager. Right. An up and downy manager. Yeah, look at Trevor. For <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> Fucking hell. But you know what I mean? We don't know. This fellow, you know, we could be saying to him, he's the best assistant manager in the world. Probably won't. But yeah. at the same time, you know, if, if, if Rogers gets sacked, he's not going to be hanging around it's either. It's some kick in the stones for Collie Pascoe, isn't it? No, 
it's it not. It really is. Listen, Poor Collie. Listen. That's all I can take listen, right now. And, and listen. <laughs> <laughs> How could they do this? How could they do that to Colin? We win the league this season. It means nothing without Colin. And his nappies. <laughs> I think, so Driscoll uh, wear tracksuit bottoms on the, on, on the sideline? I don't know. That'll be interesting. He's going to have to come up with something. He's yeah, going to have to have a hook. Mankini or something. Did you see the interview though when he was Doncaster Man? It was a Doncaster Man and he was losing the plot at the questions being asked. Yeah, it didn't go so well for him at Doncaster. Was he? Was he? Losing the plot. No, it wasn't quite Nigel fucking what's his Pearson, name Pearson levels. He's gone, by the way. That today we did as well. Uh, Where's Sean O'Driscoll from? Fucking Blanchardstown or something? Is it? Well, he played. He, he played for for Ireland. He's got an Irish an Ireland cap, um, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's first generation or whatever. Right. Um, Was he Sligo Rovers manager on stage? I don't have that on my Wikipedia search, Phil. <laughs> Let's what? say he is. He was very good at Sligo Rovers. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's just make that shit up. <laughs> he played a great four-three-three. He used the diamonds. Yeah, well. Sam Allardyce is assistant manager at fucking Drada. Was he? Yeah, he <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, mean, you, mean, you mean Limerick, don't you? Yeah, Limerick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was when yeah. he was wearing the hat and all that. Yeah, was yeah. class. He had, um, he had a wig and nobody yeah, recognised There's a great picture of Dylan Rails doing him in the bath. You, you only get this kind of inside information here in this podcast. Uh, wait, what, so what, what, what do Big we say? Would you rather lick me crack <laughs> <laughs> or suck on Roy Hodgson's crack? Do you know Roy Hodgson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we see any, any like, uh, what, you, you said we won't know until this season whether he's a good assistant manager or not. That's fair enough. You won't know if he's yeah, a good assistant yeah, manager. Yeah, you really won't know at all. Like, you, uh, nobody you, knows. You'll never know. Well, nobody knows. Do, do, do you know when, when he'll be a good assistant manager? If we're winning, he'll be a brilliant assistant manager that's how things go isn't it, it no, whether he is or not they'll just whether wait he is until we're not. losing games then yeah. it'll be his fault like him and Rogers. the Patrick Jones the Anti-Rogers brigade that'll yeah. say that fucking Sean yeah, hasn't been he's, fucking, he's the one that hasn't fucking uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Paco Estran thing yeah right like best assistant manager ever yeah. yeah, he wasn't there when Rafa had his best season ever at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's gas. People just didn't want to like Rafa. And he, it was because of Paco. Paco left, everything went down to shit. Though we did finish second and nearly win the league. The what are we going to call Sean? we going to call him Brian. What are we going to call him? No, well, they're, they're calling him Soddy. That doesn't work, does it? Soddy. It is a very Irish one. If he was playing ball now, he'd definitely be on a sod. Yeah, well, I, well, I suppose, yeah. Sod, yeah. Sods, yeah. yeah. I'm not really. Because no, then it leads into loads of puns. Sod's law. But, like, when are you going to be talking to him? <laughs> One pun, then. One pun. You <laughs> can rework it. Seven it leads loads of puns. <laughs> sod's law. And. 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 Yeah. And. Yeah. And. Carrying a sod. Carrying a sod. Sodden. Uh, Liverpool are carrying a sod. Yeah. Um, I think we should stick with Brian. It's about far better. He was sod in half. Oh God! Stop! See that there's loads. Oh, Trev, do your job and move us along. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake! Someone come up with a segue here. <laughs> to be fair, part of my job is letting him bury himself. Which is good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's have a look, a look at a different Sodomy. topic altogether. Interesting for Lucas. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Good reading. <laughs> uh, we, we, we'll come back to that with a with a with a, a look at a few other uh, transfer pieces that we didn't talk about in the Periscope. But um, I wanted to talk just briefly about this idea about um, uh, Firmino, who's our new boy, and we didn't really talk about him on the main pod last week. We talked about him in the Periscope thing, um, just to have a little bit of review with a couple of games that people have seen lately, because of, all of a sudden we were all watching the Copa. Up, unt- up until we signed him, in the he was fucking great. It was great, yeah. And yeah. his performance in the last game was oh, it was a bit cheap. Pretty wagon, yeah. But he was probably played as a false nine, and everyone's like, "This is where he's going to be playing now." Blah mm. blah blah. Let's hope he's not playing there because mm. he was just completely, completely neutered in terms of what he did. Coutinho looked at the best Brazilian player in the park by a mile. Yeah. Are we talking to ourselves as the other two? I don't watch international football. It's shy. <laughs> Even like, like music, I, I am, it's like, shy. I am like I'm excited about Firmino, but like there's no way I'm saying the Cup of America's on a one or two in the morning. It's on it? again at four and five in the evening. You know when you're just sitting and work doing nothing. Yeah. You could just stick on Satan today and the computer. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was on in the middle of the night. It's yeah. over now. Okay. The boys are going home. Today. Boys are going home. Do you see him, Andy? Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, all right. No, no, I'm good. Like, I mean, geez, what has me most excited is how excited everyone else is. I'm being upfront and honest here. Like, I don't, yeah. can't say I've watched, like, I like to see a player maybe 10 or 12 times for 90 minutes before I no, actually say yeah, this. Yeah. But there's no way. And I mean, most of the people saying that they've seen him and they think he's great are kidding themselves. The first time I saw him was playing for Brazil the other yeah. night. I've never seen yeah. seen him play for half an hour. Because we don't know. Hopefully admit that. He could come into the league and just be a fucking flop. Like, you know, we people talking about... Um, uh, Markovic now this, this isn't a dig at Markovic because <laughs> <laughs> you, you know he was that one person <laughs> come on and bumped up but you know you, you like it's huge expectations now this is this is the signing that everybody is so excited about mm. and it's only going to take about three games for people to get on his back if he doesn't score or he doesn't do something magic well, look look, look so, even what happened with Di Maria you know, that was a massive yeah. transfer and he didn't play he, he wasn't at the level that he played when he was for Real Madrid and at the end of the season people were saying you know, he's a bit of a flop mm. Mm. and he's ironically doing well in the Copa so that just shows you what, what but, uh, uh, straight up Trevor like, uh, <coughs> I know we talked about Firmino last week but like, again you can't judge players I, I'm, I'm always low to judge a player at an international tournament because it's only seven or eight games and players have loads of hot spells in those in, you know in tournaments and then when you mm. see them again they're garbage I've watched the fella and I think he's got potential to be really a really top level footballer for us mm. in terms of what he brings and we'll get to see it'll be depend on how we use them um, do we trust Rodgers to use them to be honest I'm just parking everything with Rodgers at the moment because you know it's it, it has to be a clean slate it has to be there seems to be they seem to be buying players for a formation. They seem to be. They seem to have a, a definite, clear idea of what he he wants his team to play this season and the way that he wants his team to play this season mm. in, in the signings that we're making. So I think the signings have just been very obvious, like in terms of what they brought in. Everyone, everything has been like for like. You know what I mean? Johnson's gone, so mm. brought in Klein. Milner's gone. Or yeah, Jared's gone, so he's brought in Milner. Now we know they're not similar. Huge, but he's just brought in, you know, another English sentiment fielder who's going to. At that kind of but but you can see Andy when what I'm saying is that you can see where Milner fits into the midfield. We've been trying to fit Gerard into uh, mm. Rogers midfield for the last three years, right? Whereas if you look at our midfielders now, you can almost you can you can pick a starting midfield where you couldn't pick. You, you were, they were trying to shoehorn Gerard into that mm. all the time, right? Whereas we went out and signed a player who, arguably, if you were playing a diamond, let's say, yeah. right, you'd have Milner and Henderson one side. And you have Chan at the base of it, and then they they can move around. And then at the top of it, 
you can have Coutinho and Firmino or you yeah. can play three you can have the, play, the two of them and a fella up top or you can play one and with two up top like you can see so you're both mm. saying the same thing to, to, to echo what Andy's saying then Ings comes in at least one of our strikers yeah, go that too. sounds to me like Lambert's yeah. going you know you've yeah. got uh, Benteke coming in Balotelli's going you've Firmino coming in Sterling's, Sterling's going. going it's yeah. all just yeah. like replacements 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 like you know yeah. I don't think I don't think there's an, an obvious new uh, strategy going on where they're they're rebuilding an eleven here. I think it's just there's players going and there's players coming in. Well, that's but and that's that's where we differ because when I look at say Sterling's going, Firmino's coming in. It's not like you're you're. It is a replacement, but it's not a like for like replacement. Just like Miller and Jared. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 replacing the the player in the squad, but it's replacing the player in the squad in the position that you want to replace him in in a in a system. So what about like Firmino? What where what's different about where he's going to play for us? Than Sterling was like Sterling played in a ten. Sterling played wide, but uh, Sterling played up front. I don't see. Needed. I don't. I don't see. I see Firmino playing as an attacking midfielder. I don't. And I, I don't see. He's not going to be a wide man for us. Right? right. He's going to be in the number ten role, or he's going to be two number tens for want of a better word alongside mm. Coutinho and Firmino. I can see the logic in what they're trying to do. And if you if you want to play wingers, you've got Markovic now, and you've got Oib, who, who's going to give you that mm. pace down the flanks. Yeah. You've got you've got up front. We're talking about Ings isn't isn't a replica of Lambert, if you know what I mean. Ings is more of a workman, get around the pitch, busy in terms of what he's going to do up top and, and close players down. Yeah. Similarly, you're talking about Benteke. The one thing Benteke do, does do is work his hole off when he's yeah. up front. Look at Benteke I mean? so, and Ings. They're fucking so Premier League. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, you know what I mean? They, they suit the league so much. Mm. So you know that makes it makes a lot of sense, but. Does is Firmino for you going to going to suit the league? Is he? Yeah, he should. Nobody can say a hundred percent for certain that he's going to right. But if you look at if you look at the players who have thrived and done really well when they come over, say the likes of um, Silva, the likes of Cazorla, the yeah. likes of even Suarez when he comes in, mm. he's that style of player. Do you know what I mean? He's not yeah. he's not a fella who's going to rely on pace. He's got real fucking vision about him. He's able to play a pass. He's able to see what goes on, and he's able to finish as well. Mm. If we can get him, if he's in the right areas of the pitch, he's going to cause damage to teams. So you know what I mean? It's it's hard to understand. He's also got a great walk rate when he's playing on the pitch. So it's hard to understand how we will fail. But there's no guarantees yeah. that he won't fail. Yeah, uh, Paul, I, I, I'm currently um, unemployed as a writer uh, intentionally. I've taken a while off and I don't know what the fuck I would do if I wasn't because Brendan's not saying anything. That's basically what I made up all my articles about, uh, whether it was taking the piss or quoting them or referring to it. This is, I think, the fourth podcast in a row where we've come in and we've had nothing to say about what he's been saying, which is fucking weird for us now an awful lot of people try and w- read stuff into that would you think it's harmless enough it's just a man's on a break and he's probably told to take a back seat till everything was done or which when you have signings rolling in like we have a new one, another new one there today um, you have Joey Gomez who's apparently real he's citing Brendan as the main reason he signed he snubbed Dortmund he snubbed Arsenal he could have gone to Ireland but he wanted to go because Brendan Rodgers was a kind of coach that he thought could bring the most out of him why aren't we hearing on from Brendan Rodgers I think yeah, I think he probably has been kind of told like keep keep it keep it short a little bit more because yeah. like, towards the end of the season like he was going in and he he was trying to kind of talk his way out of absolutely everything and all and it, and it was just pissing everybody off like everybody even even people are like I, like I've always liked Rogers mm. and even I was just kind of like 
Oh, just, just stop. Just leave it. it. Just, yeah. you're, just, you're just making it worse. Like you're just giving everybody <laughs> sound bites to beat you with. So I, I think it, there probably has been a bit of a, a talk. Like, and he's kind of. I think even if, if you remember his first season where he was proper, like kind of rend a quote, like he, like yeah. he was, you know, really probably going for the philosophy quotes. He was, he was. So yeah. like, I, like he toned it down himself. I think after that, but yeah, I, de- I definitely think like, like it, there's never been a summer before where he's been really quiet and hasn't said it. And, so I think that it, something has been said to him, but uh, yeah, it is it is nice if Gomez has said that. Yeah, I came here for Rogers because like he he is a he is someone who'll give you the chance. Like, and that that's that's why I'm kind of pissed off at Sterling. Obviously, Sterling can go to a bigger club, like they'll have him, but he's not going to play every week because not every manager is like Rogers, mm. like who who will kind of stick with him get you know give him that chance like he's not going to bin him as soon as he's, he has a poor game so like, I can see that kind of attraction there for Gomez although but, uh, ironically Gomez the only one who's mentioned Brandon is probably likely to be farmed out on loan anyway isn't he for all his chat yeah, you know, maybe that's, that, that's very, very I, possible. I've seen, like, I don't, I don't know what ending about Gomez. I've seen about seven seconds of footage of him. I just like mean f- f- four seconds of that was him taking <laughs> a fucking throw in. It was all in Sky Sports. <laughs> like, I just mean, given his age and given the fact that we have a lot of cover in that area, there's every well, chance. right back. Yeah, he probably will. Yeah, yeah. Right I think there was talks, like, as soon as he was came, like, coming out, I think there was talk that he could be, like, put straight back out, even in, into a championship team. Yeah. But, like, like, you can't argue that. Give him some experience. Like it did, it did hide the world of good. So yeah, fair enough. Andy, you're not uh, very upset about not hearing much from Brendan, are you? No, I mean it's great. Like, look, people draw were drawn to certain conclusions that he was so quiet because they might have been considering different options. Where they were they still talking about talking to Klopp or whatever? Mm. Um, like Brendan must be feeling. An awful lot of pressure after last season. Mm. He's had his little review or whatever. We thought he might get sacked there. He might get a bollocking. He's probably needed the little bit of time away. And some fuck yourself off to a beach there somewhere and just <laughs> yeah. you know keep yeah. your mouth shut. Get your mind off the football. Like we'll ring you <coughs> if we're signing or we'll you know the <laughs> list of players. I'm sure he's been on the phone and all that. So like it doesn't make uh, like it's not that it makes no sense that he hasn't spoken. Hmm. Like, look, he's going to be back with a bang now next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll be wishing he's we'll shot. Yeah, yeah. We'll be all thinking, oh, Could be a four-hour press it's conference. Like, <laughs> it's like he's never gone away. Like, yeah. I mean, he must have been some amount of stuff built up now. <laughs> I'd say that fucking little blondie has a lot of ears burnt off. <laughs> but, uh if <laughs> <laughs> you're on the plane home on the laptop scoping interviews into the gym <laughs> the holiday's officially yeah. over yeah. but you know but that's that's what, going back to my bit around you know oh, we're getting an assistant manager in who's going to be basically we're getting Jurgen Klopp in as assistant manager mm. and we're bringing in whoever it was as, as coach or bringing in Jupp Henke as, 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 as his coach as Andy said maybe the thing that came out of the review was listen Brendan shut the fuck up for four weeks Right, or maybe he's thought to himself, "Jesus, I've made a complete clown out of myself yeah. over the course of the year." Best thing I can do is because he is very media aware. Yeah, but we know he's very me- media aware. Mm-hmm. I'd say somebody, maybe somebody sent him on a YouTube of all his interviews and <laughs> <laughs> said, "Are you turning into Roy Hodgson?" And he went, "Bollocks to that! Am I for saying anything for a month and just fucked off?" Because I watched something like you know some sort of review of you know his first season. Yeah. And you know when he first came in, like he was probably he was trying to kill it in the press every time. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, every yeah, time he opened shanky his nose, light, yeah. there was quotes and all that, and like yeah. he, he, he's rained that sort of stuff in. Yeah. It was like last season, it was more to do with, like he was contradicting himself all the time. 
because mm. like he never kind of straight bats a question away. He'll try and give the the journalist a big like spiel or whatever, yeah. and it, it'll completely contradict something he said three weeks ago. And yeah. that that was beginning. Like I I, I didn't give a shy even when he was kind of going out, you know, trying to be shankly and all with the quotes. I, that that didn't really bother me. But by the end of last year, I was getting really just tired of like you know he'd say something and you were like. That's not what you were saying five weeks ago. Yeah, I think ago. his head was gone at that stage. Yes. As Andy said, he probably really badly needed a break, to yeah. be fair. You so, know? Like, I'd say he has been told to shut up, and it's probably for the best. Really. The thing about it is, Paul, at least he's not Nigel fucking Pearson, because that guy, <laughs> uh, who's who's lost his job today, and apparently specifically for that press conference with the ostrich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Lucky you had nothing to do with anything else that we're not going to talk about on the podcast. Absolutely not. Nothing. We, we wouldn't talk about nothing. that thing that you're talking about. But, you know, like it could be worse. Just, you can fill me in later <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about <laughs> uh, yeah okay right um, but, uh, but again it, there is it, again it's the sinister overture like wasn't Klopp and um, weren't DOC and Klopp taking us over today it's the 1st of is July that, Phil hang on a second what time well sorry we're now 10 past we nine, still have some time so it could be half 10 the announcement <laughs> it was official it was official uh, we, we were going to get some Arab influx of cash and Klopp was just waiting in the wings uh, waiting in the wings we didn't use that one earlier on <laughs> waiting in the wings closer uh, hiding in the long grass but like I mean we've, yeah, we've got so, so that's Klopp that brought O'Driscoll in then is it really yeah, yeah. of course it in is the grand scheme of things of course yeah. it is everybody knows who that who was one. making this shit up <laughs> there was uh, some and the countdown conundrum champion is, 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 is the coach Callum Ray <laughs> <laughs> it's Callum fucking right saying it all <laughs> but, but genuinely like it's not sinister. It's just pre-season. What's not sinister? It's not his his absence. There's no tournament going on. Oh, okay, America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ian Eyre went out to that for us. He did. Went out to sort out the back of Rondon and um, Firmino deals. He brought someone with him for got once, one and we got a deal done. Got one interesting done. That. Got one done. That's the fucking Here good start. Gordon, Gordon went with him. Yeah. So that is interesting. They flew back on the dragon from the never-ending story. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, a couple of other things I just want to tie up. Uh, uh, very, 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 very. I hope it's not one of us. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. Uh, repeated uh, stories about um, Lucas away, um, Inter Milan back in. Um, how would we feel about that as a potential? Yeah, reality? yeah. It's, I heard it. I heard it's a done deal. Mm. I heard it's on the personal terms being agreed. It's close. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's waiting in the wings now to see if uh, they're trashing out a deal. They're trashing out a deal, and they're waiting in the wings to see if uh, Kovacic exists. Because if he does, then he might sign him as part of the deal. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, well, got fair, any more sense? In fairness, with, with the with the Lucas show, that Inter Milan link has been knocking around now. Since, That's what I'm saying. I won't go away. What the January transfer window? And there mm. seemed to be a bid put in then, and, and and he wasn't able to go. So. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes. One of Alan mm. or Lucas is going. Is definitely going this summer. Yeah, mm. I fucking kind of wish it was Alan though. Mm. I think we get more money from. I think there's a few years left in Lucas playing. You know, just to fucking throw him in there and well, do things well, up yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just think he can do more as a defensive midfielder than Alan, Alan can. can. Yeah, and yeah. Alan can't do what say Henderson, Chan, and Milner will yeah. do around the rest of the pitch, and he certainly can't do what Lucas and Chan will be able to do as a defensive midfielder. So I just don't see. When he's good, he's he's very good. But the problem is he's too injury prone and he's not good all the time. No, I've been I've been um, always a fan of Lucas, and only lately this have you seen the unlucky videos? <laughs> oh yeah, I saw one uh, where Henderson's trying to yeah. flog a short to a fan how, or something. How can you not love that fella? To be That's fair. Uh, that was like out of all the, the you know the cringy stuff that LFC TV put up that on, or the, the website put up. 
That was that was brilliant though. That, that was, was fucking that brilliant. was funny. I mean I thought it was class A the Hernes went over to the Everton fan. And he got proper take with him. Yeah, yeah. Tony couldn't I was a Lucas went over to the yeah, Everton fan. Everton fan yeah. Tony couldn't shop in here. Yeah, yeah. Man was fucking <laughs> you know, man. And even when he said he's only messing I'm Lucas, like he was yeah. still fucking snapping like I well, lucky, I lucky, he was like yeah. he didn't know it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were so, do you want me to get him to sign sign that for you? And then you was like, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll take it. And then he just whips off and just starts signing. And you're one like still going, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was an Everton yeah. fan doing walking around the shop? Anyway? He said it was they were buying for their nephew or something. Oh, don't know. Client saying the right things anyway. What did you say? What's when the Anfield crowd is roaring, it makes me go a little bit more. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. What the fuck is that vine you're watching? I don't know, that is disturbing. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> With Trev. Yeah. I yeah. do, but I tell Carl I don't just to wind him up. Of course it did. Huh? Of course it did. My brother's convinced it didn't. He's got a whole fucking raft of very, very good conspiracy theory out there. I know, but like every, every conspiracy theory out there like just gets shot down by somebody else. Like, yeah. You know. It'd be very hard to disprove that we landed on the moon when the shit's still up there. You don't know it's up there. You were told it was up there. Did you go on to Google Moon? <laughs> Google Moon. <laughs> <laughs> like what's the okay, the difference between the two the two uh, achievements, moon. right? You put human beings, one goes into a spaceship, right? <laughs> and goes up and steps out onto the moon. Yeah. The other person goes up in a balloon and, and jumps, jumps out. out. Okay, so like pretty much anyone could do either. Given the right training, no, 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 no. But you're missing the point. We've managed to get a spaceship. No, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm just ruling, I'm ruling out the human element. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so anyone can step out of a vehicle on the uh, moon, uh, and walk around, <laughs> and stick a flag in, or whatever, yeah. and just say a few uh, words. Yeah, and then anyone can. We're given the right training. Go up in a balloon and jump out mm. in a spacesuit. Yeah, with a fucking uh, parachute, parachute yeah. right? Yeah, Grant. So that removes that part. So the only thing left to debate is the the achievement of getting that particular vehicle up there. Yeah. Now for fuck's <laughs> sake, <laughs> it's not even in the same like calendar year. Like it's no. fucking ridiculous. And not to not to not to even mention the fact that when we put somebody on the moon, we were using less technology than we have on our smartphones these days. That's impressive. It is fucking impressive. Yeah. We basically strapped a tin foil. But it didn't happen. Huh? <laughs> didn't happen there's pictures on Google Moon neither did the balloon jump though no neither did the that didn't happen remember in Rogers' first season Rogers even said if that rain had to lose half a stone or something mm. they had to put him in a fucking <laughs> special like hat, midway through the season <laughs> they put him in a fucking special train what does he look that home he must have just fucking milling cakes out <laughs> <laughs> like I mean they train like a cunt or like a, you know they train like mad when they're in mm. every day do you training. remember the pictures of him and then they're eating well yeah. yeah. Do you remember the picture know. when he came back from injury at Bayern? That was brilliant. From the back injury. We he did. obviously hadn't been able to train for about the, the sweatshirt and the tracksuit pants on. And he had the biggest fucking Ned Kelly of it. Now, in fairness, he got rid of it fairly quickly, but you could see yeah. he looked like a Sunday Some league footballer. Some barrel of a lad. Some barrel of a lad, fair fucks though. Yeah. He's not going to be a skinny fellow when he, play, when he finishes playing ball, nah, put it that way. Nah, there's only 10 Pepe Reynas. But it's gas, like, there's something there, like, Rogers was getting the dogs over, like, you know. Why don't we play? Why is Raina being let go there? Why is he being treated like this? Why is he treated like Rogers goes in and sort of he's speaking to the fitness coaches, he's speaking to people. 
and I'm going, look, this fella just won't lose weight. We're talking to him every week. <laughs> yeah. I'm paying 200 grand yeah, a week yeah. and he just won't, like, he just seems to be going home and eating fucking jack. <laughs> 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 and he stopped saving shots. What's the story? So, <laughs> can't do it anymore. He is, though. fucking shape of that. That's brilliant. It's, like, it's fucking bad. That's brilliant. Is it? Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> You know the way he's real popular among the players and all. The same year, a session over my way off, lad. Get Chinese, lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just me. All right. I'll get the uh, two beef curries. <laughs> <mate. Just laughs> <those> I've <laughs> got enough food in for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't want any pepper. I sure won't go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw it out to the dogs later. Yeah. The dogs. <laughs> the dogs. Two o'clock in the morning. The dogs yeah. He's down at two o'clock in the morning, shame eating. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me. I'm eating a dark again <laughs> pizza for breakfast and all yeah it's a long time since I had pizza breakfast that is a fucking wonderful thing to do which oh, do you heat it up or straight out of the fridge oh, straight, oh, straight fucking, out of the fridge straight cold straight out of the box on the table room <laughs> possibly off the floor possibly yeah. out of your friend's paw that's <laughs> <laughs> shamey yeah, yeah. like Gollum crawling across the back trying not to wake up yeah, just leave the crust he wakes up like it's a shape of crust around his knuckle <laughs> <laughs> the fucking doughy knuckle does start swimming <laughs> remember eating yeah. that Jesus oh, that's great crack when we stop recording isn't it still recording yeah that's shit again <laughs> Germany's going to be the crack fucking hope Two so was trying to shame you are you asleep <laughs> what is the worst activity you have uh, done or have been expected to do and can't avoid your job doesn't count uh, he says he's just done some painting and he fucking hates painting oh, so what's the worst thing that you activity that you kind of have to do that you can't avoid so he's gone for a domestic duty any other suggestions painting is shit that's awful yeah I, I, I you do the big part first that the cutting in first I always do the big part first Oh, did well, stick, the, stick the tape up and get most of it done and then just do the cutting in no the do the edges first do the edges first then you can go and slap on I it I do the middle because it feels like you're almost done when you're finished like yeah. That. yeah but then you've got twice as long to go and do the edges that takes far more time no no but you wouldn't know because you don't do it that way that's very true I just do it the opposite way. okay fair enough do you know what activity I hate go on you know like organised parties like oh come to me 21st or me 30th or we're having a wedding fuck off like that is all shy I can't you're not that. fond of people Paul no I but people are alright you, know, <laughs> you know that sort of fucking structured fun like I, yeah, me, yeah 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 me 30th is in 5 months mark it down Fuck off! It's like a black cloud hanging over <laughs> you. Like, let's go to this cunt's party now and listen to fucking whatever Creedence Clearwater song that rolling on a river. He'd probably have Creedence, a shite band, and then maybe a shite DJ. That, all of that just fucking wrecks my head. Weddings as well. Like you have to, you have to go to a wedding if you're. That's invited. a brilliant no, show. Don't absolute us. bollocks. Nobody likes. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to the wedding, gonna get pissed. Nobody enjoys it. Every come like coming up the, the two weeks before, it's like. I have to go to a fucking wedding. Gonna miss the Liverpool match. I could, I could be doing that. We could sit at home and have a fucking pedal button. <laughs> fucking get in a suit and go to this wedding. Absolutely. Any any organised party like that should be they should be cancelled. Cutting the grass. I don't like cutting the grass. Fucking hate it. I st- I st- stick on all the podcasts, no. 
<coughs> I, haven't, I can't even listen to podcasts at the moment. Can you not? That's brilliant. I just don't care about football. That's brilliant, uh, brilliant promotion there for. Don't listen. AI uh, <laughs> friends. Well done. <laughs> Hope they're not fucking listening. Get out and listen to some music. It's summertime. <laughs> when the sun is out, all, I want music to listen to music. Well. Music is shite, as Paul says, so there's Fuck no problem with it. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <Classic> <laughs> was great. You should have a look at astropark.ie. They are our kind hosts here every week and uh, we're very, very happy to be based here even though it is a little bit hot at the moment. Your day trippers tonight were Paul Brennan and the young Phil Casey and myself, Trev Downey. If that's shit, I'm not putting out. What? I felt like the worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, cut, I couldn't agree with you more. It was like, we were all like... Tweeting. Tweet that. We were going to podcast putting shite season next Actually, week. That would be the most day trippers thing ever. We, we put out 10 minutes. Because the rest of it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a 10 minute podcast. It's bollocks. The rest of it was bollocks, seriously. We were too warm. I didn't give a shit about the club, you know. <laughs> I reckon that would, that, that'd be a nice principled stand that was. That would be, that was shy, and I wouldn't fucking bore you with it. We're not releasing it. Yeah. See us next week. <laughs> Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.